Welcome to the Nerd Stalgic Podcast with your host, the Ginger Hello, Beans. Hope you do. Hope you're well. Hope you're all good as per usual. Um, I'm doing well. Um, I'm really, really well. I'm actually really, really excited because this is the beginning of season two. I'm using the new mic. I've got the better quality. I'm in a better mood. It's 2023. Sadly, we are technically living in the future and there are no hover cars and you know we haven't met any aliens as of yet to record in this who knows what 2023 might hold but as of yet it's a bit disappointing but technically we're in the future and i'm feeling good and I hope you're all feeling good as well um there's no promo so i'm going to get straight into it um but i do want to say before i begin uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at nerdstagic underscore pod to keep up to date on everything and anything that I am reviewing or looking at or watching or reading or any sort of thing like that really. Just follow me on there and you'll be updated on everything that I'm doing. Um, also, don't forget to uh, subscribe to me on YouTube. If you're currently listening to this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, like, share, comment and all that jazz. If you haven't done so, please do. I really, really appreciate it. It really helps. And um, yeah, so Today, we're going to be talking about the Callisto Protocol. Uh, came out at the 2nd of December. I didn't get it till Christmas Day, so this review is going to be late. Um, but I, I, to be honest, in my opinion, I think it's to my benefit that I'm playing it later than um, it actually came out. Because for anybody who doesn't know, this game came out with a lot of bugs and a lot of issues. And it's kind of the reason why I don't play games day one anymore. Because, well, nowadays, it's not like it was when I was younger. When I was younger, when you had a game... Not every game was like, I'm not saying every game ever came out when I was younger, like was perfect. There were games that came out broken. Um, but, you know, there was that level of polish that, you know, you got what you got, you know, at the end of there. There was no updates or anything like that. Like if the game was crap, the game was crap. But if the game worked, the game worked. And, and that was it, really. Um, and it wasn't until like the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 sort of era when like games could be updated um, later on. And it's that kind of mentality of we'll fix it in post, we'll fix it after. And it's that fact of I, d I just don't like that. Um, so it's it's made me really wary now of big blockbuster games. I don't like buying day one. I'd rather let the game release, um, look at the reviews, let's see see what people think, see if there's any issues, if there's any great game-breaking bugs. Because I've been burnt many times. Um, I, I, I was burnt on Anthem because, again, I'm a big fan of Bioware, a big fan of Mass Effect and Dragon Age. So in my sort of mind, it was like, well, you know, Bioware's never failed me before, so why would they fail me now? So I pre-ordered Anthem, only to get burnt. So there's that. And then I did the same with um, Cyberpunk 2077. Again, um, I'm a big fan of the Witcher series. I've played all of the Witcher games since Witcher 2. Um, I love CG Project Red. Again, I love Gwent. I, I played their Gwent game that they, that they brought out. Um, I've even got Gwent on my phone. I've got Gwent on my computer. Big fan of them. So, if it, again, it's the same thing with Bioware. It's the fact of, well, they've never let me down before, so why should they let me down now? Um, and then, again, we all know how Cyberpunk 2077 was. And, again, the story goes on how many times I've bought games and I've been burnt day one because the game's been broken or it's just sucked, right? So, you know, there's that. Um, but also the fact of... Um, 
I just tend to stay away from day, day one games, in, in, not just for that, just the fact of I'd rather just wait. My backlog is so huge that I just don't have time for any new blockbusting games. Like I'd have to wait until they come down in price. Then I'll probably get them again because of the whole idea of them being broken. I'd rather let them be broken at first and then wait until all the updates come out and then play it when it's fixed. So there's that. Um, but I finally got around to, to playing it. I got it Christmas Day. Finally got around to playing it. And um, this is my thoughts. So before I, before I, I, I get into it, um, I'm going to have a bit of a story time. Because um, it's been a while since I've done one. Um, this game was created by Striking Distance, which is a brand new studio, uh, which is the lead um, developer, the lead owner, the, the, the CEO of the company, is a man called Glenn Schofield, who co-created the Dead, uh, Dead Space games when he was at Visceral Studios. Um, and it's kind of funny because when this game was being sort of advertised, when it was first shown at the Game Awards and you saw a few trailers, it did look very Dead Spacey, and that's kind of what pulled me in. Um, because I am, I'm a big fan of the Dead Space uh, series. I came into Dead Space quite late, um, if I'm being completely honest, because um, when I was a young bean, uh, when Dead Space came out around 2007, 2008, um, I like horror movies. I, I grew up on horror films, but Again, it's 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 one of those sort of things where I didn't play scary games because I knew it'd be a waste on me because I'd get too scared and I would never complete it. And again, it'd be just a waste of money. So I finally, you know, booked up the courage a couple of years ago, I think 2018, when I was in university. And I figured, um, why not? You know, these games are, I've been told, are, are masterpieces. People told me how good they are. The franchise is amazing. So much good press. And I figured, you know what? I'd give them a go. So I finally sat down, played them, terrified, loved them. Um, I like, I even, even now, like I've, I'm still planning to go back and replay them. Um, like my birthday is the 28th of December on the 23rd of this, uh, my birthday is on the 28th of January. Sorry. And on the 23rd of January, um this game i think it's the 23rd 22nd of january uh dead space remake gets released um so you know that that kind of works in tandem wanted to go back with that series and look more into it um but you know i want to read the books i've read all the comics like i'm i'm in love with that series and franchise sadly the third game wasn't as good as as the first or second one um but you know you had the gore you had the horror you had the the fantastic tension the um the 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 jump scares you know the creature designs everything about it was just mwah, chef's kiss it was just perfect and i loved it and i'm glad i finally got into it um it was just a shame of when i got to the third game i i for one actually enjoyed the third game but you know sadly that game didn't do very well uh, mainly because they completely went left field with it and decided to go a like a co-op focus sort of game and microtransaction the hell out of it and then um it didn't do very well and EA basically shelved the Dead Space franchise and then Visceral went off to do the um Star Wars um like Han Solo type sort of rebel sort of game and then that got canned and then Visceral Studios got shut down and yeah the, the rest is history so um for a long time I was kind of a bit like I was I was hankering I, I had a urge I had a, a, a hunger for um Dead Space type games and I feel like 
there's not that many out there, really, not many good ones anyway. So when Callisto Protocol came around and it was advertised as like this predecessor um, of the Dead Space franchise, it had one of the co-creators um, on the team you know, running doing the story and, and working on the gameplay and I looked at the the first trailer and it blew me away and everything just about this sort of game screamed Dead Space but next gen you know because I, I feel like if Dead Space 4 was to be made um, it probably would have came out on Xbox uh, One and PlayStation 4 and I feel like that generation sorely missed this survival horror like we had Alien Isolation but I mean like survival horror in terms of you know, the dead space is sort of, you know, cut off the limbs and brutal and visceral and gore and, you know, it was cruelly missing that sort of game. So um, to finally get it now in this generation, at the beginning of this generation, was, again, very sort of heartwarming and, and, and very sort of... Um, it pulled, pulled me in because, as, as everybody knows, I love my gore and I love my visceral, pardon the pun, uh, my visceralness of, of all the the bits, the body bits and the blood and, you know, the really funky sort of um, H.P. Lovecraft type sort of monsters. I love it in the tentacles and all that. Absolutely amazing. Like, it's right up my alley. Um, so... I be, I, this was probably my most anticipated game of 2022. It was a game I was really looking forward to. It was on track to come out. There was no delays. Like generally, like everything about this game just felt like a winner. Um, and then it came out, and it had uh, not like it had somewhat positive reviews, but again, it had it needed a lot of work, a lot of patches. Um, there was a lot of issues, and I knew I was getting it for Christmas, so I, I you know it. I knew either way I was going to get it and, and play it. Um, but if I wasn't getting it for Christmas, again, I won't I won't lie, that probably would have put me off for a bit longer to a few more patches, probably until their big February patch that they're going to do. It would have put me off till then. Um, but no, I've, I finally got it and I finally played it. And um, this is my thoughts and feelings of uh, that game. So without further ado, we take a quick break and uh, we'll get into the review, shall we? Right, so where to begin? I think I'm going to start with story and characters. So, well, basically, I don't want to ruin anything. I don't want to do any... Sp As you all know, um, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I don't like to do spoilers. I don't like to ruin anything for anybody. So all I will say, in terms of the story, is what's written on the back of the box. But also, before I say that, I will say one other thing, which is, um, if you've played the Dead Space games, you know the story. And that's all I will say on that one. Um, I'll just leave that there for you to kind of moulder over. If you haven't played the Dead Space games, um, then I will read the back of the box and that should kind of give you somewhat of a, a uh, thought. There's not much, to be honest, on the back of the box. I know I usually, whenever I do my other sort of game reviews, I tell you about what's happening on the on the covers. Um, there's not much going on on the front cover. It's the Callista Protocol and you've got the main character on the front. And on the back, it says, fear takes no prisoners. And then there's a quick blurb, which one of the issues I have with most modern games nowadays is just the fact of they just, like, used to be, like, used to have a whole paragraph of, like, what the story was. Um, and, it, and you'd have, like, a more in-depth, more in-paragraph in the manuals. So nowadays, we don't get manuals because we're trying to stay sort of green and recycle and use less paper, which I completely understand. Um, but then that kind of leaves no room on the back to kind of really give the person, the, the purchaser, any idea what's going on. 
But all it says on the back, it goes, On Jupiter's dead moon, a mysterious outbreak has thrown Black Iron Prison into chaos. Fight to survive the unspeakable horrors of Callisto and uncover its dark secrets. Um, and yeah, I don't really want to say much more about the story. Um, but what I will say, my thoughts on it... Um, it's quite good. It's quite interesting. Like, as I've mentioned, I have played the Dead Space games. So there were a few moments where I was like, I've seen that before. That's familiar. That makes sense. I wouldn't say it was a copy. I wouldn't say it's plagiarism, anything like that. This is completely like a brand new sort of story. But it has familiar familiar sort of beats and moments where I'm like, okay, I've, I know that beat. I know that drum. I understand what's going on. I get it. It all clicks because I've seen it before. But I still found myself enjoying it um, and still found myself being pulled in. And that if there was a sequel or if they wrote books or they did a comic books or series, I would happily sit and play or sit and read because I am interested in this world's lore. Um, you know, they have done a prequel sort of series on Spotify. I think it's called the the Callisto Protocol paradox or something like that i have i have yet to really properly give it a sit and listen to when i do i'll let you folks know on, on twitter what i thought um but i am interested in this world the story interests me um as for the characters yes and no um the character so the characters that you have you've got josh dumel as jacob karen F- uh, fukuhara as danny um zeke alton as elias and Sam Whitworth, will Sam Whitworth, who is basically, if you if you played Star Wars: Force Unleashed, it's that guy. Or Days, he's in Days Gone as well. Um, he plays Captain Ferris. Now, in terms of the characters, every all all of them are really sort of not that interesting, apart from Elias, um, and I'll get on to him in a minute. So you've got Josh Dumel as Jacob, who is your main character, who's the character you can be playing through the whole game. Um, he's a pilot who gets given a rough deal, um, gets double-crossed, and gets thrown into Black Iron Prison. You've got um, Karen Fukuhara, Fukuhara, Fukuhara um, who plays Danny. Again, she is a terrorist who um, got you stuck in prison, also got herself stuck in the prison as well. So you've got her. She, she, Her character's interesting, but she doesn't get interested until the end. For the majority of the time of the story, she is just a knobhead. Like, she literally is, is horrible. She, she, she's a dick to your character, to Jacob, all the way through. So she's kind of hard to really care for and really be interested and really root for at, at any time, even when the game wants you to sort of care for her and love her. Um, you kind of get to the point where it's like, well, no, she's been a knobhead to me for most half of the game. So you, now you're telling me to be friends with it. It's kind of hard, but, you know. Um, then you have uh, Zeke Alton, who plays Elias. To be honest, I would have happily... I would much rather have played this whole game as Elias because his story is more interesting. So, um, again, like I said, Jacob, he got double-crossed. He was a pilot who was delivering supplies, got double-crossed, crash-landed on the planet, um, got stuck in prison. And his characters are very not that interesting. Um, uh, he's, he's a bit sort of dreary, really. There's not much to him, really. He's, he's just like... Um, a slab of meat in, in in terms of this game that kind of makes sense because how visceral and gory it is but i'll get on to that bit in a minute but there's not much to him there's there's no substance to the main character i didn't feel myself connected to him yes he's josh jumel but he's josh jumel you know josh jumel's a fantastic actor but he's like i don't feel any connection to him 
I don't feel like that character's me. I feel like I'm playing as Josh Duhamel. You, you know, that's one of the issues that I had about his game. And again, I'll, I'll bring that up later on. Um, but as for the character he's playing, Jacob, again, I, I'm just not that interested. Um, I don't care much about him. Um, but Elias, on the other hand, Elias is an inmate that you meet in the prison and you set him free. And basically, Elias, has, has, he made a mistake when he was younger. Um, it's not really spoilers. He, he tells you eventually in the story. But basically, Elias, he made a mistake when he was younger and that got him stuck in prison. And that he's been there most of his life and he's been trying to find his way out. And he's been trying to plan and try to work different ways to kind of break out the prison but again it's it's a super map super max prison on a nice moon um so there's a lot of sort of things to it and he's never been able to do it on his own he's never been able to get anybody to help him finally this the outbreak in the prison happens and that he sees this as his chance to kind of escape and he he has jacob help him sort of escape and they kind of work together to get out and for most part of the game elias is in your ear constantly telling you um you know where to go um just giving you moral support like he sounds like a really sort of decent sort of bloke that he's sort of trying to atone for his issues and that he really wants to help jacob escape because you know help me help you he's not a bad guy he's just a guy that made a mistake but he wants to do good he's really really interesting and it kind of makes me laugh like i remember when you first saw the primo the, the promo sort of footage for this game uh, when it was being advertised at the game awards that i'm sure and if I, I'd have to look back and check, but I'm 100% sure that Elias was the main character in all of those promo sort of videos and shots, was his character um, on screen. And I'm sure it was him. It wasn't Josh Dumel. I think that was a late sort of addition. Um, and it kind of makes, I don't know this for 100% sure, but it kind of makes me think of maybe Elias was the original main sort of character, but they just decided to, to bring in Blockbuster Stars to kind of pump up sort of, you know, people wanting to play it. Again, I don't know that for sure. Um, it's never been sort of confirmed. It just seems a bit strange where you never saw anything about Josh Dumel or any sort of the high ranking sort of like um, actors until near to the end of production or when this game was sort of being ramped up because it was releasing like last year that you actually saw that otherwise it was sort of um elias uh zeke alton's character uh but i would much rather have played as, as zeke i would much rather play as, a, as an inmate that did wrong is now stuck in high max security prison um an outbreak happens and i've got to try and find a way to escape while trying to uncover what also happened as well i would have much rather played that story i found myself caring more for uh, elias i would rather have been elias um it's just a shame that we couldn't be him you know what i mean um so you know apart from Elias, a lot of other characters quite jab. I haven't really mentioned much about Captain Ferris. Um, he's also one of the sort of main adversaries, one of the, the, the main villains of the sort of the story. And Sam Whitworth does a, a good job at the character. Again, he's Sam Whitworth. You know, he, he's done a lot of, he's a good actor and he's done a lot of these sort of games sort of, um, where he's been in video games and stuff like that. So he knows what he's doing. Um, but again, it's the fact of his character that he's playing, again, is one note. He's just, he starts off where he seems like a, just like sort of, um, not warden, but like the head of security for the prison. You know, he seems very much of like, you know, just, a, just doing my job. And then for, out of nowhere, completely left field, again, like Danny, he, he's just a knobhead for no reason. 
He's like, he doesn't listen to anything that, that Jacob has to say to him. Anything like that, he's literally like, oh, yeah, you know, you crash landed. I'll help you get to safety and all that. No problem. And then as soon as like he's given the order to basically arrest Jacob for no reason, just to arrest him, he basically just treats him like he's shit on the bottom of his shoe and couldn't care less. And then for the rest of the story, it's just a knobhead. And it again, it's it's there's no reason for it. You know, there's no reason for Danny not to like Jacob. There's no reason for Captain Ferris not to like him. The only person that likes him is Elias. But the problem is the fact of Elias is the only decent character and that I, me, the player, would rather not play as Jacob because Jacob is is, is boring. He is just... Well, the Josh Jamal does a good job at acting. Like he's, he, he plays the role fantastically. Again, Josh Jamal is a fantastic actor. It's just he's the writing for the character is... is terrible and the character himself is not that good but i feel like by the end of the story we finally see a bit actually of who jacob is and what jacob stands for but by the time we finally get to that point the story ends this is where i come back to my point is the fact of i would happily it when we come back to in terms of story i would happily play a sequel and I would happily pay for um, story expansions because I know they're looking to do story expansions for this game um, later this summer. Um, I'll happily pay, pay them and play them and I'll review them when they come out um, because like, we finally got around to actually understanding who Jacob is the cat as a character um, and then it just ends. So I'm interested to see more development of that. But again, I still, as of now, from the package that we get given and the story that we get and the characters that we get, as of now, I much would rather play as Elias than Jacob, and that's just how I feel about on that one. Um, I wish I, I I did it, but again, Elias is just the more interesting character. Um, so moving on, um, as for the gameplay and and uh, gameplay mechanics, um, the gameplay is, is very melee focused. At, at the start of the game, you get given a um, I wouldn't even say it's a wrench. It's just a piece of sort of... It's a hooligan tool. And if anybody doesn't know what a hooligan tool is, basically, um, it's like a giant oversized crowbar. So on the bottom, it's a big piece of metal. On the bottom, you have a crowbar shape for sort of crowbarring. On the top, it's got like a pick on the top. And on the other side, it's like a claw. And basically, it's used by the fire, fireman service as like a multi-tool so that it can do many different jobs. It's called the hooligan tool because, you know, it, what it can do. Um, and you get given one of those and the game sort of show, gives you a tutorial of this dodging mechanic. And th this is where the at first it's quite cool and eventually it gets really stupid because the whole idea of this dodging mechanic is the fact that if, you, if, the, if the enemy goes to swing for you with, say, like a right hook, you press the left stick left and you would dodge and then he will move past you. And it's very cinematic. It's very sort of he swings, you dodge, and then he will sort of swing with his... And then if the, if the right one doesn't hit you, he'll swing with his left. You move the left stick to the right, you dodge to the right. And then it's 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 always... Again, maybe it's my autistic brain, but everything is, is in sequences. Our sequences are twos or threes. It's not until it gets to the end of the game that it might ramp up to four or five, but everything is a sequence of two or three, right? So it's right, left, so dodge, dodge, hit, 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 dead. And then they might try to hit you again after you've hit them twice. So it's like dodge, dodge, hit, hit, dodge, dodge, hit, hit, cinematic, dead, 
next next sort of character. Uh, depending on sort of the different sort of enemies that you sort of face, each one of them is the fact of swipe, swipe, hit, hit, dodge, dodge, do, do. You know what I mean? Um, and again, at first, it's 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 very cinematic. It's very cool. It's very interesting. It's very sort of like, oh, this is fun. Um, but then when you realize that apart from the big sort of mini bosses and the and the end boss, uh, when you realize that majority of the enemies, like you, all you have to do is just like hold the left stick, either left or right, and the enemy, then you literally would dodge every single hit. It gets a bit sort of like you know stupid. Um, I would, now I I will admit as well as sort of a bit of a disclaimer here. I did play the game on the easy difficulty mainly because I wanted to get the game finished as quick as possible, so that I can get this review out as soon as possible. Um, but because I played the game on easy difficulty, I basically I didn't need to dodge. The only enemies that I needed to dodge were sort of the bosses with the boss fights, but any other enemy I didn't have to do that. Because all I had to do was, like, they would come hit me. And as long as I got the first hit in, and if as long as I upgraded my baton, which I did, I fully upgraded my baton with maximum damage and um, good sort of, like, you have this thing called uh, this targeting module, which means that you can hit the enemy so a few times and then a rare call will appear on screen on the enemy so that you can quickly hold down left trigger and then quickly fire your uh, um, pistol with the right trigger and that'll get a sort of shot off that way that will stagger them so you can do a few more hits to finish them off but because i played uneasy and because i fully upgraded my baton that i didn't need to dodge i literally bash 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 their brains in um next thing you know um, i've got up against the wall I bash them on the leg, legs fell off, and then I'm swinging the baton, security baton, in their face, head explodes, done, and then I'm stamping on their body for credits, and I'm turning around, and I'm doing the same to his body, right? Um, so if you play the game on easy, and you fully upgrade yourself, you are basically a walking tank from day one. Um, it's meant to be the fact of, you know, you're very vulnerable at the beginning, and then as you start playing the game, you upgrade yourself, and you get a new suit and stuff like that. Um you, you become more sort of capable. And it's, again, it's very dead spacey, the fact of as you go through and you get your plasma cutter and you upgrade the plasma cutter and you get other weapons and um, you get a better sort of armor, engineer armor, um, and that you can carry more, that the game becomes easier. Um, but because, again, I played on easy mode, that I didn't need to, to do the dodging. I didn't need to do the bobbing and weaving. I did it at the beginning because it was fun. Um, but eventually it was a fact of I don't need to. It's just hit, hit, hit. They get hit on me, but it doesn't matter if they hit me because, again, it doesn't do that much damage because I'm on easy mode. Um, you know, so I quickly ran, ran through those sort of things. The only time I really had to dodge was when I went up against the big bosses. And yet these big enemies called um, Two Heads. And the reason they're called Two Heads is because, well, ironically, they have two heads. And that the idea is um, you, you can't melee them because that does nothing. They basically pick you up and, like, literally turn you into paste. Um, so you have to keep a, keep a distance and you have to shoot them in the head um, and that way you shoot them in the head and they will go down and then you get up close, you hit them with your baton and then the second head on the right but he realises that the head, the head and the arm on the left is dead so it rips it off itself and then it cut charges at you again. But during this sort of mini boss fight um, because you can't use any melee you have to shoot, 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 dodge, 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 shoot, 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 dodge, 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 um, while also being surrounded by other enemies. So it's a fact of trying to dodge and shoot the enemy while also trying to pay attention to what's going on around you with other enemies. Um, 
again, because I played on easy, it wasn't so hard. I guess if you played the game on maximum security difficulty or medium difficulty, then that, that challenge would be there and the need to dodge more would be there. But I didn't feel like it was needed when I played on easy difficulty. Again, I did it to get the review out as soon as possible. Um, but in terms of the actual game, gameplay mechanics, it's fun, but it's like... It gets annoying after a while, and um, the camera doesn't really help as well when you tr when you've got this dodge mechanic, and that the the level design is built in such a way that everything is very sort of tight and in small sort of corridors, so the camera doesn't have room to breathe. So it's the fact of I'm focused on this one enemy trying to do dodge and weave and trying to get my get my hits off, and there's a guy behind me that I can't see because the camera's sort of like the wall is covering the half of the camera so i don't see this guy behind me luckily for me what i was playing the game i was using the headset i'm currently using now which is a logitech um g oh, sorry let me grab the box it is a logitech g432 and the reason i got this this headset um is because it's got surround sound gaming for free free uh 3d spatial awareness which basically means that i can hear footsteps all around me so anything that's around me anything that is in my is is walking behind me if it's really far away it will start quiet and the closer it gets it louder it gets um 3d 3d i don't know the sort of the specs i'm not when it comes to like sound i'm not very good in sort of the tech i just know how it works um but so that sort of helped in my benefit of knowing where the enemies were so if the cam camera failed me i was able to sort of still be able to pinpoint where the enemy was coming from so once i dealt with that problem i could quickly turn around and see where said certain enemy was coming from so in terms of sort of gameplay mechanics it, like it's very melee focused you get a few weapons um but the, the weapons are you want to upgrade them you, you really want to upgrade them as soon as possible. You want to upgrade your bat as much as possible because that'll be what you'll be using for majority of the um, of the game. As for the weapons themselves, upgrade them. Upgrade your main pistol because your main pistol will save your ass a lot. It's probably the weapon I use the most out of the whole game. You want to upgrade that. Um, and also upgrade your grip, which is basically you have this ability where you can pick up enemies and you can dart them across the across the... Um, little area little level um and there'll be spike traps and like for some reason like the way this prison was built like there were spike traps literal sharp pointy spikes on every wall and like there are open vents with just huge blades that just no apparent reason to be in there they're just open that you can throw enemies into and it's again it's very visceral very gory and i love it um you can throw them in but you want to upgrade that because when you first get it it doesn't last very long when I have to pick enemies up um, and you can't pick up from a long distance so that you pick a bit enemy up and if you take too long to throw it anywhere it will basically just fall and then it will attack you so you want to upgrade your grip but most importantly upgrade your baton and upgrade your starter pistol those two will save your life many times throughout the game you do eventually get a shotgun uh, the right gun which is helpful but um, the pistols are really good it's just to save you in a pinch also when you get around to actually face fighting the the mini bosses and the main boss at the end you're gonna want to make sure that your pistol and your shotgun are fully upgraded by then because like i said you can't lose any melee so your security baton is no good your main sort of point of call at that point is your, your gun um but also you want to have your grip upgraded as well because for me anyway when i fought the, the the boss fight at the end um i ran out of ammo 
and there was no anim- uh, enemies lying around that I'd kill them all, I'd salvage all the ammo. Uh, so luckily for me, I'd upgraded my grip uh, function functionality so that I could pick up um, canisters off the ground, like red barrels basically, and fire them at the, the boss and that damaged him so that um, I did, if I didn't have any ammo, I could still use that. And that's how I ended up killing the boss was just dark, picking up canisters from far away and throwing them at the at the bus so that I can dodge and weave, um, run away, get some health, pick up another car- uh, barrel and do the same thing. And that's how I managed to defeat the bus because I ran out of ammo so many times and I forgot that I could pick up those barrels and I kept dying. And I was like, oh, well, I could pick up that barrel over there. So that's what I ended up doing. Um, so you want to upgrade the, the, those sort of things. Your baton, your starter pistol and your grip and then anything else afterwards, if you want, I would say look into doing the riot gun as well the shotgun um, especially if you get the stability upgrade as well that's really helpful because this thing was it will just literally wander everywhere so if you get the stability it's a lot more easier to really get the shots off the precise what you want and especially when you put, come up against the two heads and you come up against the end boss you want that accuracy that accuracy is key especially if you're dodging and weaving all over the place, you want to make sure that every time you've finished dodging and weaving and the characters characters like took two steps back, you can quickly press like LT, aim at the character's head and get the shots off that you need because you can't afford, especially on high difficulty um, and even on easy difficulty, really, you can't afford to waste a shot. Every shot needs to count. So you just need to make sure that you just get the accuracy and everything under the damage up, and that way these and these bosses will be a lot easier. Um, so that uh, that what I recommend in gameplay mechanics. Um, next up, we've got graphics and music. This game is absolutely gorgeous. It has to be one of, if not the best looking games of 2023 that I have played. Like the game is just gorgeous. Like it's so detailed. Like you can you can see the the individual beads of sweat on the character's face. Like when you get when you get when you get up close and personal to an enemy and you're swinging your bat on, there is literally blood being sprayed and splattered all over you. Like you are getting covered in blood. The ground's getting covered in blood, especially when you have an enemy and you've taken them down. And you can stomp on them. And you stomp on you and you see all the blood and, and all the sort of they you stamp on the enemy it's just like that and then you get you pick up your credits and then you have the the foot that you use to stomp has more blood on it than the other foot that you didn't stomp with it just has the splashback and eventually as you go through the level that will start to you see the blood will just start to just like drip down off you and eventually it will all sort of like drip off you but you'll still be sort of wet with sweat and sort of like um profusely sort of tired you can tell that jacob is tired um, and then obviously the details as well. Like I was playing an Xbox Series X as well, so you know I had the extra sort of horsepower to really sort of bring out this this game. But I'm sure if you played it on PC, it would just look 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 more real and re- and realistic. Um, like I said, this game's very visceral, very gory. Um, I was actually talking to Dan from Casting Views uh, about this game. I didn't want to give him any spoilers. But he said to me, he went, uh, he goes, how gory is it? And by the way, it it's all depends on what you can take. It all depends on a per person basis. I really love gore and I really love horror. And like the, the gory, the better. I love it. Um, 
And uh, Dan basically said to me, he goes, I'm not squeamish. It's just the fact of uh, the older that he gets, the the more he kind of doesn't like the gore because he feels like it might be hiding things. Um, and I can completely understand that. I, I really do. Um, I've seen it happen many times in many games where they just use the gore to hide a lot of the... the, the um, issues with the game you know a lot of the gameplay mechanics is not that strong so if you put in a lot of gore it makes it look more sort of epic and better than it actually is um but one thing i will say to dan if you're listening um to anybody else listening the gore is not cheap the gore is earned the gore is very well done um the gore is it, again it's very visceral it's in your face but there's a lot of there's a point to it it makes sense it's not just there for gore's sake it's general well, I would say planned out, but then again, can you can you plan gore? Gore is just splatters and a lot of entrails and stuff like that. Like like I said, there there are giant fan blades like in the level, like again for no apparent reason. Like we know they're there in a gameplay reason, in a story and in in a world context, it makes no sense. But in a story and gameplay, well, I mean in the gameplay aspect, it's for picking up enemies and throwing them in. And with the saw blades, for example, you could pick up an enemy, throw them into the saw, and you just watch them turn into red into like a red mist of paste, and then. Especially when you get to this this area where it's like a, it's like a woodcutter's sort of area where there's a lot of logs, and you throw the enemies in, and they will get marched up, and then you just get like a splatter out of the funnel where the wood chippings would come out of. Instead, it's like blood and bits, and it's like obviously it doesn't make that sound. It's like sort of as you can hear the, the bones and the skull being ground up and then spat out um, out of the funnel. Again, I love that kind of stuff. So for me, it it was just heaven. I was in gore heaven. And so the visuals and, and the gore all works really well. And it, it's just a beautiful game. Um, and it's very cinematic as well. Uh, they have a lot of um, cutscenes. Sadly, you can't skip these cutscenes. If you could, I would love it. Um, especially, I know they're doing a new game plus. So I hope that when the new game plus comes out, they have skippable cutscenes. Because some of these cutscenes are incredibly long. Um, but it is very cinematic. Especially, you know, when, you, when you're fighting uh, enemies, there are moments where, like, it will go to an animation where you'll be hitting an enemy and all of a sudden Jacob will just grab the enemy. If, you, if you're close to a wall, Jacob will grab an enemy, throw him against the wall, hit him in his kneecaps um, so that the, the, the leg falls off. Like the leg just gets obliterated. Again, you're fighting these zombie sort of like creatures, kind of like, you know, necromorphs from Dead Space. Because um, you're fighting them, they are literally just flesh so there's not much to them so jacob picks them up hit, throws them on a wall you hit them on the kneecap leg gets obliterated falls off they sort of come they fall down as you as you would expect somebody was to they would slide down because you've just taken a leg off them and as they slide down jacob would then put the baton in their face and that would then their face would just split like a watermelon you know and for me i i love that i thought that was fantastic and every time that jacob would do something like that I would just, I, I, I would still enjoy it. after the hundredth time. It would just keep getting better every time I see it. You know what I mean? There are certain times where the game can be a bit too cinematic, and so you do a cinematic, um, but you could still take damage so that you, you know, after the cinematic has ended, you're on low health, and then you have to quickly sort of turn around and basically beat the crap out of somebody else. Um, they have fixed that apparently in a in a patch, um, so I didn't I didn't have that issue as much, but. It was an issue that some people were facing, um, but overall, the the graphics beautiful. Um, everything was beautiful. Nothing that I want to mention is the music and the sound effects are incredible. As I mentioned, I I played this whole game through my headset 
to get that full proper gaming experience um and it works wonders and the, the you know the the lighting is is so well done as well when lighting one of the things you want to do if you're going to make a video game that's a horror one thing you have to get right is the lighting the reason being is because lighting is your best friend if you can get the lighting right you can without even having to do music you can already set an atmosphere just by the mood lighting right if you have a dark dingy hallway well it's just a hallway but if you put sort of sort of dark you put like lights there that are flickering on and off and you have like indirect sort of light that comes in from one side that kind of like some areas are lit up but other areas are pitch black but you've also got flickering lights already you've, you've set you've set the mood you set the tension of like this place is just creepy and then you add the music on top it's very much the fact of this this place is 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 creepy um and the music it works really really well like you you'll constantly be hearing claw marks you'll be constantly hearing scuttering in the vents you'll constantly be hearing creatures and monsters in the walls go you know you'll constantly be hearing those really sort of noises you'll be hearing noises of, of meat of of flesh you know of 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 things being devoured of things moving around and because i was wearing the 3d headset i could i'd be turning around constantly looking around like i can't i can hear stuff i can hear stuff around me but i don't know where it's coming from and it makes sense and no sense in the in the in the fact of the 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 music and the sound effects all done so well and the graphics look so well and the lighting's done so well but this game is a horror game that's not scary you know it it doesn't scare me um and i will talk about that bit a bit more in a minute but like this is just one of them games where it should i should be terrified but i'm not why am i not terrified you've got everything in place to get me scared but i'm not there why am i not there why am i not at that point like i've got i've got a, a fitbit on that measures my heart rate now my resting heart rate is about 65 to 70 um on average that's my resting heart rate um my heart never jumped up any higher than that through the whole time playing this game the only time it ever went up is when i got irritated when I was irritated, like I kept getting killed or that um, the camera wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. That was the only time I ever, my heart rate went up because I was irritated. Not because I was scared, just because I was pissed off, you know. Um, but apart from that, my heart rate never went high any higher than it normally would do when I'm resting, you know. Um, and that is a worry. But again, I'll get onto that in a minute. Um, so one thing I do want to do now is I want to talk about the good, not so good, and the bad right so let me list off so the good story love the story really really interesting um sadly the characters kind of let it down but i'm interested in this law in this world in the virus um the the game ends on the cliffhanger uh so sort of it leaves it open for story expansions and potentially a sequel i'll be interested to see what they do next in the in the expansions um so for the good story um awesome gruesome gore love it fantastic very violent i love the violence um the melee combat um is a lot of fun um 
Granted, the dodging's a bit sort of janky, but you, sort of, you get used to that, and especially if you're playing easy difficulty, the combat, it's just fun just to bash heads with like a really blunt object. I, I love it. And I do, whenever I play sort of zombie games, I'm always the guy that, I don't like using guns, really. I, I'd rather be the guy with the actual, who holds the axe, or holds the sort of baseball bat. I like really getting up, up, up close and personal and just causing damage. I always play as a tank anyway, so that sort of thing I love. So I love the violence. Um, and finally, on the good, the visuals. The visuals are just out of this world gorgeous. Everything about it is just mwah, amazing. Um, again, one of the most beautiful games I played in 2022. And that's saying something, because I played a Plague Tale Requiem. And I, I, twice, I spent a good 10 minutes talking about bird poop in that sort of... Um, <laughs> in that review um i spent probably the longest talking about bird poop than anybody ever has in history um and that was just because how good it looked in terms of visuals so it says a lot when you know bird poop guy over here is amazed by a game that is very gory and you know how beautiful and visual sort of uh, the game is um so that's the good the not so good is as I mentioned, the dodge mechanic. It's fun at first, but gets very sort of boring and very much like you know, oh, you know, if you're playing easy difficulty, you probably won't end up doing it unless you really have to in terms of the bosses. But otherwise, you don't really need it. Um, I guess on harder difficulty, maybe. Um, but again, there's no real reason to play in the higher difficulty um, unless you're a hardcore sort of fan. You just want to play that, but again, you don't have to. Um, the long the long hidden loading screens um through vents now obviously as a game designer as as somebody who did game design i understand whenever a game has a section where you're claw crawling through a vent you are shimming across a ledge or you are um like there's like a two like you go through a cave or you're going through two sort of really close together rock formations and you've got to sort of squeeze through any sort of moment like that the reason why <laughs> The games put them in is to kind of it's it's for a loading screen basically because the way games used to be is that to go from one section to a next it was a visual loading screen you finish a level then it would say loading and the next level would load and then you keep playing but obviously as we've gotten further technology's got better players and gamers no longer want to see loading screens but we still have to have them because no matter how powerful the computer is or how powerful the console is um loading screens are still going to be prevalent it's not you know it's going to be a long probably a while until the technology gets advanced enough where we don't need them at all um but for now we have them so a way of getting around that of having a loading screen but without having a loading screen is making the character crawl through events shimmy across ledges shimmy between close close rocks um climbing up long ladders that sort of thing it's just a way to kind of circumvent having the need of an actual physical blank screen that just says loading it's to keep you into the game to keep the game moving and, and to make you feel like there's no loading screens um but the issue is the fact of in the way this game is because it's so graphically intensive, it's done in the Unreal Engine. Because the game is so gorgeous and because, like I said, it's so graphically intensive on the CPU and and, and so graphically intensive on in general, um, they need to do long sort of vent crawl sections. So some of these sections are 10 to 20, second lo 20, 10 to 20 seconds long, um, which wasn't an issue at first. But when it came to wanting to go from one section to the next, wanting to like you'll have this game's very linear, which is one of the issues that I have, which I'll bring up in a minute. Um, but 
you do sometimes get branching paths where it's like, you know, you, you, the game wants you to go this way, but if you go this way, you'll find some loot. So, all right, I'll go this way. I'll go get some loot because I can use the loot to upgrade my weapons and so on and so forth. So I do need to do it. So I would do that and I'd find a collectible. But to get to that collectible, to get to that loot, I'd have to go through, like, I'd have to sometimes shimmy through a long vent. And it's a fact of, well... At first, it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. I understand what it's there for. But it, it comes up so many times. It's the fact of, oh, okay, you know, this is getting a bit sort of tiresome now. Um, and I, again, I understand why they have them and they can't make them shorter because, again, the only way to kind of subjugate the loading screens was to bring, whatever, to bring down the quality of the game or make sort of the vent sequences longer. That way, if they were longer, then they could load more of the game, which means you'd get longer vent sequences, but fewer vent sequences. So what would you prefer? More short sequences of vents, or would a few uh, less vents, but longer time spent in crawling through the vent? Which one, it's, it's kind of that win-lose. Like you're still going to be in the vent, but do you going to want to be in it longer, or do you want to go in one? more times you know what i mean so there's a way there are ways around it but you still have to do it somehow you know what i mean so that's so that's so they're not so good but again i know why they do it um the other thing not so good as i mentioned hollywood actors um the problem is as soon as you put hollywood actor for me personally anyway when you put a hollywood actor into a um video game you completely sort of i completely disconnect from giving a shit about said characters because i know that now they're just an actor they're no longer a, a, a character and i know it's kind of hard to explain because he's probably like hold on luke you know um wait a second you they're actors you you watch them in movies all the time how is it that you, that you don't feel that when you play it when you watch a film because if it's a film i know that they're actors and they're playing a character in a movie and it's a film it's a completely different ball game that, you know, um, I can see them and I know they're human and they're not, it's not animated. And I, I, I can just sort of like, I can connect to them better. But in a movie, because they are Hollywood actor, I know that nothing's going to happen to them if they're an actor. Because the way it works is the fact of you're not going to pay somebody like Josh Dumel, right, um, loads of money to be be in your movie or be, I mean, be in your video game if you're just going to kill him off. You know what I mean? Um, and it, it has happened. There are times where you get these high-ranking sort of actors in sort of um, video games and they do get killed off. Um, but, you know, it kind of it lessens the tension for me. I care less about them, about the characters that they're playing or I'm playing as them because I'm playing as a Hollywood character. I'd rather play as a character uh, that's unknown. And I would also much prefer a voice actor to actually do the role and to do the motion capture who is an unknown. Like, you know, the guy that plays, you know, Elias, for example. He might be a Hollywood actor. I haven't seen him in anything, but because I haven't seen him in anything, it's a blank slate. I don't know anything about him. So it's not, it's, it's all down to his performance and him to sell it on me. And the, the actor sold me on it. But then when I look at this, I think, well, yeah, you can tell me that that's, that's sort of um you can tell me that's jacob but i just see josh dumel and he looks really good for josh dumel but that's josh dumel you know it's, it's the same with um sam whitworth it's the fact of yeah he's captain ferris but he's also a star killer he's also from days gone 
You know what I mean? Like, you know, I see his face so much now in gaming. It's the fact of, oh, look, there he is. He's playing a character again. You know, like, I just, I'm one of these old school people that just prefers an unnamed actor, an unnamed voice actor, you know, a sort of a character that is completely sort of, um, you know, completely different. It's not recognizable. It's just a new sort of design, a new sort of sort of person, um, animated or whatever. Um, that's what I want. I don't want an actor. I don't want a Hollywood actor. And yeah, like that was one of the things I just didn't like about bit. Didn't like, you know, I feel like I confuse other people about that. I hope I haven't. But yeah, I just don't like Hollywood sort of actors in games. I don't feel like they're needed. Like you can bring them in, but like let them do the voice work. You don't have, they don't have to be motion capped. I don't have to see every detail on their face. Just get them in to, to do a voice. You know, do a voice is fine. They don't, they don't have to look like the actor. But it, they have to bring him in. It's the fact of, well, we hired Josh Jamal to do the voice. Why not we just have him? Why don't we? We already have him. Why not put him in a motion capture suit? Which, again, is fine. But I just, yeah, I don't know. I just don't want to see their faces. I don't want to see the actor's face. Like, you know, do Josh Jamal's voice on a, a, on a generic sort of character's face. And that's fine with me. But, again, that's my opinion. Some people might disagree with it. Um, and finally, on a not-so-good list, um, this game's very linear. Very linear indeed. Um, unlike again, I hate I hate recommend like like I hate sort of connecting it to to Dead Space because it's it's its own thing. But Dead Space allowed sort of route to like you was on a ship and that you could go anywhere in that ship you wanted as long as you opened up that area that section of the ship you could backtrack you could go wherever you want and sometimes there would be a reason to backtrack because you didn't have the ability to kind of get through a certain door or you didn't have um the sort of uh, phase lock to kind of phase any of the turbines so you could sneak through them see areas you know so there was reason to backtrack with this game it's very one note it's very follow this path you know, there's arrows to tell you where to go. And there are certain sort of areas where it's like, well, you can go off here and you can get some loot. But whenever you found loot, you either come back on yourself and, and carry on from where you where you left. Or the game would basically loop you around. So you'd go around in basically a loop of like, okay, you've gone around, you've got the loot. And there's a ladder in front of you, got this ladder. There'll be a door that was previously locked. It's now open. And now you're back on the main path and follow that path. Um, it's very like it's very linear. There's no real sort of chance for exploration. Uh, there's no real sort of digging deeper into into any of it. It's just a fact of you go from A to B. And then once you get to B, that'll be the next level. So you get to B, and then you, you know you start off A again, and then you work your way to back to B, and so on and so forth. And I just wanted a bit more exploration. I don't mind if it's if it's still very linear, so one one note, but I just want be able to go back on myself. If I went to one area, I want to be able to have a reason to go back to that area now. I've upgraded myself. I want to explore. I want to go to places I couldn't go to before. I want to sort of. Um, it, it gives me more reason to want to play the game again. To, to do a new game plus, to do um, another fresh run of the game, being like, well, this route, I went left. Well, now I want to see what happens if I go right, you know, or uh, if I go straight ahead, you know, I, I it gives me more playability later on, but because it, it's very linear, it's a fact of, well, I've seen everything, I've done everything, I've got all the collectibles, which I did. I've only got two achievements at the end of the game, which is to play, complete the game when it's higher difficulty and to do a special combo, which now how many times I tried, it wouldn't work. Um, but I've only got two achievements left for this game, and then I've 100%ed it. Um, but still, look, there's no reason for me to go back and replay the game because how linear it is. 
you know so th- again it, it it's good it's not so bad being a linear story but without any real sort of branching paths or any sort of reason to backtrack um i just don't see sort of any need and then that, that sort of brings me back on to um the bad which is that whole mentality as i was mentioning at the beginning of we will fix it in post yeah we'll fix it after launch um, that mentality, I don't like that. I'm, I'm, I'm fed of it, and that's kind of. Even though I played this game after the two patches that come out, I still had a lot of issues. I had issues with um, the game soft crashed on me, which is basically where I'm following Danny um, through this sort of area where, like, I'm no, no spoilers, but you're following Danny through this area that's kind of falling apart. And again, the game was working fine, and I jump off this little ledge into this area. And the, the 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 reason I call it a soft crash is because unlike a hard crash where your game just stops completely and, and your console over closes shuts down completely or you get booted back to home screen, this was a soft crash where the where the game slowly faded to black and then I and then I was just brought back to the home screen, no reason whatsoever. Um, then when I booted the game up again, I'd lost my skin that because because I got the day one edition, um, I got given a retro sort of. Um, armor and weapon skin that disappeared so then what i ended up having to do was to shut the game off eject it start up a new game of a, of a different game then i had to close that game put the disc back in boot the game of uh, clisto protocol again then my skin was there then i could revert back to my old my, my old save where i got to which was luckily wasn't that far back and then I climbed back down jumped down again and it worked but then i looked on to online on reddit and that was a a lot of people had that issue. Um, there was also um, the issue with music. Um, I had this really this glitch with music where, um, like, it, the way I like to explain it, it's like the beginning of the game was highly polished, highly sort of like to kind of this game was highly polished, and that we spent a lot of time on it, and that we love this game, and that um, you know it's to kind of suck you in as a player to be like, look, you know, the game works. There's no issues. There's no real major bugs. There's no game breaking bugs. There's no problems. Um, and it's not until you get to like the second half of the game where a lot of the glitches, a lot of the issues start to show up. Where it's fact of I had this one issue, which I had at the like I did what I was playing the game as I as I played it normally, um, but at this part of the game normally just didn't work in terms of the music because like i got to this area basically you you get these enemies that are blind and that you are told that you can't make any noise because if you make any noise they'll run at you and then they'll sort of grab you and sort of take rip you to shreds so you have to creep around and you have to basically stealth around right but they're blind and they work off sound now basically that if you've watched the a quiet place same sort of concept, same sort of monsters. Can't make any noise because they know where you are, hone on you and kill you, right? So you have to sleek around. Now, the game tells you to keep quiet. There are loads of sort of like notes on the walls written by other people, other survivors saying, don't make a sound, don't make a sound, be quiet. So it's it's really ingrained, it forefront in the front of your head, do not make a sound. So you're sneaking around and the game gives you an option to stealth kill enemies, to stab them. So you do. And it's the loudest thing I've ever heard. Literally, like, the, the creature's like, ah, dying as you literally jump up, grab it. Jacob's going, ah, you know, as he's, like, grunting, as he stabs the shiv into this creature's neck, stabs them in the stomach, and they die, right? And then you all these other creatures just look at you like, I heard nothing. Literally, you could, st- there could be an enemy right next to the guy you just stabbed. 
he's meant to hear like literally the the music in the game heightens up like whenever you do something in a game you know you've done wrong when the music changes and it starts getting really rapid and very deep and like drums that happens in this game when you stab one the the, the music goes no 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 kind of the fact of you fucked up you're gonna die so when i first did it i was like shit i wasn't meant to do that and so i stood there waiting to be attacked i looked around no enemy, none of the enemies around me were coming at me. None of them were looking at me. And I was like, well, hold on a second. The music has just tightened up to tell me I fucked up. The enemy, I've just been told multiple times, don't make a sound, don't make any sound. I've just made the most sound ever in this whole area, right? None of the enemies attack me. But if I stand up from a crouch and walk slowly to the left or slowly to the right, oh, that's, I've got some of the loudest footsteps you ever heard in, ever in your life, and these creatures know where I am and then run at me. Then I have to fight 20 of them. You know, it's the fact of, hold on a second, I've just killed your mate right next to you. You didn't hear me, but just because I snuck past and dislodged a pebble on the floor, you heard that, and that's it. I'm now dead. You know, but the problem is, maybe I, even though the game lets you do that, and even though the, like, it feels like nobody tested this section. I kept getting these sound bugs where basically the sound would jut it was like it would stutter it would and I was wearing headphones and it was really irritating constantly in my head every time I'd go to a combat zone it'd be and I thought oh maybe it's my headset so I'd take my headset out and I I put the volume up on my TV and no it's it's a it was my headset it was the game like even on my I'm on the volume of my TV, it'd go constantly of like really high tension music. Um, and the only way to stop that would be to leave the area out to get out of combat. Or luckily, if I found a collectible, um, I could pick it up and listen to the voice note on the collectible, and it would stop the music. But every time I got into battle, then on it would judder, it would stutter. And it was only for that one section, but it was very much like I'm getting a headache. Like I didn't like. And you kind of fight these creatures about 20 to 20, like it feels like 10, 20 times. I, I must have killed like 100 of them, you know, or more, maybe more. This section just goes on for so long, especially how you're sneaking around. Um, and in the end, I just kind of gave up on sneaking and I would just stab a few and then I'd pick up a few up and I would throw them into the spikes. The spikes would make a lot of noise, but obviously not enough for them to know where you are for some unknown reason. Um, so they'd run over to, to you. But they would just stop dead in front of you. Just be like, oh, well, you know, he must have just, he's not there anymore, even though I was right there. Um, and in the end, I just decided that I'm just going to bat on. So I would just bat on my way. I wouldn't care if they heard me or not. I would just bat on my way, beat the crap out of them, and it just sped up the area. Um, it would make the lag, sort of music lag, sort of kick in a lot more, but it was just a way to get that area over and done with as soon as possible. Um, and it kind of, Brings me to my final bit about sort of what's bad in this game was the fact of um, there's loads of build up in terms of tension, but there's no payoff. Um, and like they've got really bad jump scares. You know, like I was only ever scared once in this game, once. And there's a moment in this game where you, you're in a sewer because every game needs a sewer level. Right. So there's a moment in this game where you're in a sewer and there's ripples in the water. And as you walk around, there's ripples in the water to make it seem like there's something moving in the water. Right. It's to give you the impression that something's swimming and that I'm thinking, oh, God, you know, I'm going to be attacked in a minute. Like something's going to pop about the water at any moment because um, it's ankle high. But like there's something swimming around me. There's no payoff. 
no path at all. You get one one enemy that jumps up out of the water, and he doesn't even jump up in your face. It's not even like a cutscene or a really scary moment. He just jumps up, and he's ah, and then you hit him, and he's dead, and then that's it. That's it. You know, you see other ripples in the water, and you can hear like gunge and gore and guts and you know bits of shit being mixed up because you're in a sewer and all that. But like, there's never a moment where you know there's any real high tension. You know, they use cheap jump scares. Now, I love a jump scare if it's earned. If you earn the jump scare, you, you've got me. But there are no earned jump scares. There's really obvious ones. And like I said, I was on, I was in a resting heart rate this whole game. And this takes me back to my point was what I was saying is the fact of this is a horror game that's not scary. This is a horror game that's not horror. It's horror, but it's not. You know, it's it's. I don't know how they managed to do it. Because they have everything. They have the music. They have the lighting. They have the graphics. Um, they have the creature designs. You have the level design to a point where each thing, each level sets the scene of like, okay, you know, I'm in the sewer, it's dingy, it's dark, it's grimy, I can smell it, I can taste it, it's disgusting. But they don't do anything with it. And it's the same with other parts of the level, you know, where you're in sort of corridors and, you know, I can hear creaking, I can hear moaning, but I'm not scared. I'm not terrified. And then whenever a character does jump out and get me, um, it's not scary. It's just not, and I've got. I'm wearing headphones. And it should be because I can hear it. I can, and the way my headphones are, because I'm getting the 3D spatial awareness. I'm getting all angles of full, sort of ambient, sort of surround sound of like I can hear every footstep. I can hear every sort of movement. I can hear if somebody's close. I can hear if somebody's far away. I, I was in the zone. I would play. I played this game in the dark. Okay. Because that's the only way to play a horror game is in the dark with headphones. All right. I did it properly. And even then I wasn't scared. But the only time I was scared was because I had to make up my own fear that I was going to be attacked. And I was only attacked once. After that I was never attacked. Like so all the tension was there, but there was no payoff. It's like you got it's like you it's like, you know, you got me to the edge. I was close to, you know, just exploding with a, a huge nerdgasm of explosion. You know, I was about to splooge. You know, I hate to use that really disgusting word, but I was ready to go. But then you stopped. You blew, you blue balls me. I was blue balls. You know what I mean? So it's the fact you got me to the edge and then you just stopped. And it's the fact of what was the point? What was the point building the tension? What was the point building, you know, the fear and the suspense if you're not going to do anything with it? And then when you finally get around to doing something with it, when you have these jump scares, they're cheap. You know, you, you have creatures that you, you, you have creatures that jump out at you at boxes. And at the first time, yeah, it's a bit, oh. But then you just know that every time you go into a box, nine times out of ten, there's probably going to be something in there. And it's that constant of like, oh, look, it's a face hugger. Okay, I've got to stab it a few times. Okay, done it. And then you have these little penis monsters where like you walk into a room and they'll just like dart at you. And then you've got a fat, you've got like a head, like a head on like a big massive like tube um, that is just like you have to. He's, he's biting you, and then you have to stab this tube, and then eventually it coils back, and then you stamp on this little foreskin thing on the ground. And against the fact of you do it so many times that it's wasted. It's no longer scary. It never was scary, but it's no longer has any potential of being scary because you've overly used it. You know, so you know, I don't know how they managed to do it because everything there was for them to make this game horrific to make it generally heart poundingly scary like don't get me wrong i don't want to be terrified so much that i don't play it and complete it 
but I want to be scared enough where it's the fact of I'm terrified, but I'm still enjoying myself. Like Dead Space, I'm terrified, but I'm having fun. You know what I mean? That's what I want. I don't want the 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 blue balls suspension of tension not to have any payoff where I end up having to make my own fear to scare myself just so you know the game's a bit more sort of spooky you know what I mean like it should be terrifying but it isn't um and I don't understand um I really don't understand but um before we go to my special mention and my overall thoughts I want to take one more quick break and then um yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it all up. So i see you after the break. Right, so we're back. Well, um, I just want to do a special mention before we get into the overall thoughts. Again, it's not really that important and it, it'll only really matter to a small um, percentage of anybody who listens to this. Um, but I just wanted to mention it because um, it was something that it's not that many people think about and it's not something that really gets added into many games but when it does i like to sort of um give sort of thought to it is that they added in a dyslexia um text into the game now anybody who doesn't know i am dyslexic i've got dyslexia dyscalculia and dyscalculia um so i've got all three of the learning disabilities as well as a potential bit of autism as well and um I like to read subtitles in video games. Um, no matter what game it is, I like to have subtitles on because I like to read, even though I'm, I can hear it, I just like to read as I go through. And I can read the text, but I like it whenever a game gives the option of a dyslexia text, which I can't really explain what dyslexia text looks like. Um, it's just, it's 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 a font that, is done in such a way that is easy on the eyes and onto the brain of a dyslexic. Um, and it just kind of, I turned it on um, as I played the game and it was, it was just made it a bit more easier for me to read. Like I could, I played the game a bit without it on and I could read the game fine, but it just seemed to transition and be a lot more smoother with the text on it. Um, again, it's not important. Most players aren't even gonna know that the feature exists. I just wanna mention it because it's something nice just to see added in and to be thought about um, by the developers. So I just wanted to do a special mention there. Um, as for my overall thoughts, um, I did it in, despite sort of the bad and the not so good. Um, I did enjoy my time with this game. As I mentioned, I, I enjoyed the story um, and I would play a sequel or any sort of story DLC because what I feel with this game is the fact of it has a strong foundation. Like, it knows what it is, and it knows what it's trying to do. It just, at certain parts, it fell through. And that's fine. Like, I didn't want, when when I started doing thinking about this review, and I, while I was playing the game, I didn't want to be too harsh. Mainly because it's a brand new studio. This is their first game, right? Now, if this was their second or third game, then I'd probably sit there and go, hold on a second. You know, I might be a, maybe I have to be a bit rough here. You know, but this is the, this is their first game, their first studio. You know, their first time actually making a really, really big sort of triple A sort of experience. Um, I don't want to judge them too hard, harshly, um, and I feel like they've laid the foundations here, and the foundations are strong. Like I said, they know what they, they know what they are, they know what they're doing. Um, it's just certain small things, 
you know, they've missed out on. For some unknown reason, they've made a horror game that's not scary. But that's fine. You know, I just hope that for the sequel, they build upon the melee. They build upon the dodging mechanic. Maybe I'll take it out or sort of improve it, right? Um, they add in a lot more creature designs, maybe. A lot more sort of monsters. Um, they sort of do better. They kind of do better to um, heighten the tension. So they, they're already there of, of creating the tension, just kind of have, any, have more payoff in terms of, you know, have the jump scares actually be scary, actually work. Don't sort of have constant jump scares and try to funnel them down my throat. You know, the whole the reason why jump scare works is because you have what's called a leap and a bound, right? Um, you have the you have the crescent and you have the subcrescent, which is basically you have the tension as it rises, and then when we get to the very top of the peak, that's when you have the jump scare because you, we spend all that time building the tension, getting me on the edge of my seat. Then you then you do the jump scare, then you scare me. And then you let my heart rate go down. So you have the fall. So you have the, the, the rise and the fall. So we've just done a rise. We've had the jump scare. Now you get, have a moment where the tension's still there a little bit. I'm still on edge. But my heart rate's going down and I'm getting calmer. And then you can have me calm and have me chilled out for quite a bit. And you might have a few a cut scene here or there. And you might have moments where I feel safe. I can sort of sell things and upgrade my weapons. You know, little small calm moments where I'm like, okay, I'm safe here. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting powerful. And then you start to raise the tension again. Like a roller coaster. You start to raise the tension again. You take me out onto a peak. You scare me maybe one or two times. Maybe maybe make me think I'm going to be terrified, but then don't. And then when my heart rate comes down a bit, then quickly jump up and scare me. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about leaps leaps and bounds and you know up and down it's all about just keeping me at that sort of level where i'm constantly on edge constantly scared even when i'm in safety i know that as soon as i leave this room i'm constantly i'm in danger right so that's all they have to do now i'm not a sound engineer i never did anything to do with sound i just know with game design and with most things really it's all about building tension that if you're going to do horror you've got to build it and if, if you build it and have no payoff then the player as i was for the rest of the game just knows that you're not going to pay off so when you do try to pay it off with a jump scare um it's not scary because at this point i've gotten used to the to the fact to the truth which is you aren't going to scare me that i'm just not terrified no matter what you do you're not going to terrify me um so I feel like if they if they work on that and they work on a few other things and they build off the good and sort of sort of push back the bad, um, then I think it would be a good game. Like I said, I'd be interested in a sequel. I will play. I would play a sequel. Um, the story DLC again, if they focus more on actually making Jacob a lot more human, like if they take Jacob where he is at the end of the game and they carry on with that, then I might end up being more interested in, in Jacob and I might be more interested in Danny's character. Um, because they do, by the time you get to the end of the game, you do care a bit more about these characters. Um, the problem is, it, it, by the time it has, it just ends. But again, the issue also with Danny is the fact of because Danny was a knobhead to you for most part of the, of the game, by the time that the game tells you to care about her and you are starting to care about her, the game ends. You know, so the fact of I just want them to build off that story. It's the fact of you have the characters, you've got them to the point. If you're going to do story DLC, take me further, take me deeper into these characters, make me care about them. So by the end of the 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 only story expansion you do or if you're going to do two or three or how many they do right by the end of that expansion next the end of that game i'm like you know what i understand these characters i understand their motives i care about them i don't want them to die i want to keep them alive because at the moment as it stands i didn't care about jacob 
I I only kept him alive just to kind of see how the game ended, you know. But any other time, I I wouldn't want to keep him alive. I'd I want to keep um, Elias alive. Elias is an interesting character, and it's kind of interesting the fact of Elias is the most interesting one. But you are you only ever hear him, you only see him a few times in person, and the rest of the time you hear him in your ear, you know, through comms where he's talking to you, being like, "Oh, go through this door, go through that door," um, you know, "I'll see you on the other side." Like, how is it that that you, know, you can make a, a a character seem so human and so interesting when you hardly see them? And that's just ungood writing. Ezekiel, uh, not Ezekiel, um, Elias had good writing. You know, he was an interesting character. Um, and so that's what I want. I just want them to build off what was good, forget about the bad, um, don't rush the expansion, make sure it comes out working. You know, there's no glitches, no errors, nothing like that. And just make it sort of um, more interesting. Now, they have said for February that they're going to release a patch. And one of the big things this patch is going to be a new game plus mode. Um, I just wanted to kind of be honest and open about my feelings on that. Um, when it comes out, I will not be replaying the game. Um, I will not replay it. Um, because, like I said, it, the game's really linear. Um, I got majority of the upgrades going through. The only upgrades I didn't get were for the weapon schematics, which basically... You can find weapon schematics throughout the game. You don't get an achievement for finding them all for some unknown reason. Um, but you find these weapon schematics and they will like unlock assault rifles and like a, a skunk gun, which is like a miniature sort of shotgun. Um, you can find them early on in the game. They'll help out a lot. I never unlocked... I unlocked the schematics, but I never bought any of them because I spent all my money on upgrades or the weapons that I needed. Um, so apart from those guns and upgrading them, there's no reason, again, to go through it to collect more credits to upgrade them i got all the upgrade i got all the collectibles as well going for my first playthrough um so again i have no reason to go through then again like i said the game's very linear so unless in the new game plus they bring in new achievements um new sort of or maybe if they bring in sort of like like new game plus but sort of jacob is infected so that you constantly have to keep healing yourself uh, you can't you can't see have to keep finding health because you're slow the the virus is infecting you slowly and that um if you let jacob's health go down he, he turns into one of the monsters you know some sort of game mechanic to make the game interesting to give me a reason to go back to be like to go back and be like fact of you know jacob's infected but you've got all your upgrades from your prior game. So now you're a walking tank, but you are dying slowly. So it's the fact of I'm a tank, but I'm also got to be careful because my health's going down that I can't afford to take hits. I can dish out hits. I just can't afford to take them because if I take them, that means I've got less time to find a health syringe or stuff like that. You know, give me a reason to go back. But as of yet, it just feels like a new game plus mode as standard, which really should have came with the game as standard at launch, but didn't. But it's coming this February. But as of as of now, um, I will again. I will be completely honest. I have uninstalled the game from my Xbox because again, I finished it. I've only got two achievements, um, but I have no real interest of actually playing through the game, new game plus or in maximum security difficulty, um, because there's not there's nothing more. There's nothing more. You know, there's no reason for me to. So, um, what I will do is when the um, story DLC story expansions get released um, I will sort of buy them and I'll reinstall the game and I'll play through the game again with the new story expansions as for the story as it is now I played it completed it done it 
that's it move on um so yeah um overall i enjoyed this game i enjoyed my time with it i enjoyed i think i enjoyed it a lot more than most people did um it's not a masterpiece um it's not a bad game it's not terrible um it's better it's 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 in between good and great you know, it, there are things in it that are great. There are things that are good, and there are things that are bad. If I had to give it a rating out of ten, I'd give it a for for, for what it is of what I've played with the with the patches. Because again, I didn't play it day one. I played it since two patches. Um, I would give it a six point five. Um, as for what it is now, which is not bad. That's that's still you know in the in between good and great. You know. Um, I'm happily play a sequel. I'd happily play um, story expansions, but as it stands now, if this was just the experience, like if this was just the game and this this is it, um, then that would be. It. I'd play it and I'd move on, um, which is a shame, really. But again, it's a new team, new studio. It's their first game they've ever made. Um, they are planning to kind of bring in more updates and bring in more quality of life sort of um, features as well as they're planning to do more things with it. Um, you can tell they really want this this to succeed. So I'm going to give them the, the benefit of the doubt and I will say that I will happily um, give them another chance. Um, but I will say this and it's just come to mind. I haven't wrote this down. It has just come to mind that if they do store expansions and if those expansions um, I really lackluster or I don't enjoy them or they don't expand on anything um, in, in terms of character or story um, then that will probably diminish my hope for a sequel and then what 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 would end up happening then if a sequel was greenlit um, I would probably wait for the game to come out and I'd wait for all the reviews and then just if depending on if the reviews are really positive or if the reviews are very um sort of in the middle um then it would sort of matter between if i buy the game or if i wait for a sale or i don't bother at all um but it all just depends on those for me personally those expansions but um yeah overall 6.5 not a bad game uh, not masterclass pretty fun sort of good greatish sort of game would recommend it um if you're squeamish you don't like gore probably not for you um if you're not playing it because it's because it, it's a horror don't worry it's not scary at all trust me um if they try to be but they're not um but yeah overall i recommend it that's all i can say um so yeah so that's been my sort of thoughts and views on the callisto protocol um let me know what you think but we're going to go to the end now to uh, wrap things up so i will see you in Mo. So here we are at the end, at the end of, of my very first season two episode. Um, what a wild ride this is going to be for the next, for the rest of 2023. Um, but yeah, like I said, I enjoyed my, my, my time with Callisto Protocol. I hope for better, um, but I liked what we got. I just hope now whatever they do next, um, they build upon it and just kind of improve the game um, from here on. And I think they can do it. And I think they are capable of doing it. I think this is just sort of um, pre-game jitters. Like this is the first time ever doing it. This is the first sort of try at a big AAA sort of game. Um, all companies had have jitters. All companies have sort of these these bumps in the road. But I feel like 
they they know what they're doing um they just sort of they need another go at it and i feel like whatever they do with the expansions and whatever they do with the sequel um probably can polish out a lot of those uh, bumps and uh, lumps and bumps so i have faith in um striking distance studio to really sort of um prevail on that aspect um but that's what I think. What do you think? Um, let me know on Twitter at NerdStadric underscore pod if you liked the review or if you agree with me or you disagree. Please, I want to hear your, your thoughts and feelings. Um, your feedback does um, help greatly. Um, it helps me definitely craft what I do here as well. Um, uh, also, if you listen to this on, you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, you can listen to this on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music Podcasts, on Audible, on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe and like and share all that if you listen on YouTube. Um, also, if you listen to this on Spotify, don't forget to give me a star rating. Underneath my profile on Spotify, there'll be stars. Um, click on them stars. You're given the chance between five stars and one star. Five stars, best thing you've heard in your life. Uh, if you want to take it to dinner and give it nice, rich, juicy lobster. Um, one star is Vogon's doing poetry. Your ears are bleeding and you want to die. Um, whatever you feel like is fair, one to five stars will help me greatly. The, the way it works on Spotify, the higher I am with star rating, the higher that my podcast gets shown and that the more people can hear it and then more things I can do for you folks in the future. So um, yeah, that has been me for today. Talk about Callista Protocol. Thank you for joining me, um, you wonderful, lovely beans. And I will see you all um, in the next episode. So as always, you've been listening to me, your host, Luke. Um, thank you for tuning into the Nerd Stadge podcast. And I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye, my lovely beans. <laughs>